and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Mizzy. <laughs> uh, the Kathy, captain. <laughs> the captain Mizzy. Uh, Kathy is off this week, uh, and so Captain Mizzy decided to come and help us out um, and get this thing rolling. Uh, we are on episode 193. No, 194. Almost messed it up. 194. Yeah, you said 94 earlier. Yeah, 194. Yeah, you did. I wrote it down. Yeah, I got I messed up. But we're on episode 194, uh, which means uh, we got like six episodes until our big 200, which would be a big party because I think John's hiring like a mariachi band. I think Kathy's going to be bringing fireworks and stuff. I have no clue. So we'll just I have rum. <laughs> a mariachi band, huh? Wow. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. Uh, so, uh, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to get your friends into new games, um, and also convention, uh, safety, taking care of yourself at a convention because, uh, some things happened at Warfare Weekend and, uh, we just wanted to address that because, uh, conventions are starting going up. But before we get into all that, let's go ahead and say a big hello to all of our sponsors. Uh, we want to talk to, um... Miniature Masterworks. Um, they joined on as a sponsor this last week. M- Mini Masterworks. Mini Masterworks, yes. Excuse me. Mini Masterworks. Uh, I always want to put miniature because it's just there, but Mini Masterworks. Uh, John uh, contacted me while I was at Warfare Weekend. We talked, and he said he'd like to sponsor. He is going to get us a discount link for everybody um, that you can use. He'll give you 10% off of anything at his store, which is really good um, because you will also get... Um, he also sells like Scale 75 and just a ton of great products, which I showed some of them off at um, uh, last week. But, you know, they got the cool, you know, weathering pencils. So 10% off that paint shaker, right? And the paint shaker. I, I so Once he gives it, he's supposed to be 10% off of everything. So, oh, yeah, uh, paint shaker. I see it right there. Yeah, the, t- the tornado one, which I have. I love it, by the way. Um, but uh, I, I would... In the past, I would have laughed at you, but honestly, some of these paints nowadays, fuck, get a shaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this I one's just... really good, and it's real small, too. I mean, this is... I mean, it's nice and small. <clears throat> yeah, and their their files look interesting. I'd like to uh, like to try those out. Your flexi files. And, yeah, and anyone who's going to carry Sale 75 easier to get is a thumbs up in my book. Oh, yeah. So I talked to him a, a bit today because he's uh, trying to get all this stuff in because shipping is a pain, uh, which yeah. I found out that uh, some shipping companies are starting to charge people for storage because they're not shipping their stuff out. And they're like, wait a minute, it's not my fault. You're not shipping your stuff out. You're not shipping my stuff out. It's your fault. I'm not going to pay Give you. Give me my crap and we won't have this problem. Correct. Yeah. So, but... Um, <laughs> uh, they uh, Mini Masterworks came in and uh, there's a quick link down there. But uh, he's a really awesome guy. Well, let's help him out. Also, we want to thank Muse on Minis. Muse on Minis provides us a really awesome discount code. Uh, if you type more than dice, all one word, you can get 10% off their product. And they will, they've got some really good stuff. Mizzy really likes their uh, MCP token set. Um, they are also doing new um, terrain coming up. There's going to be a new terrain set coming out that's more appropriate to MCP. So I'm guessing it's going to be more like an urban scene type coming out. Um, and, of course, they have all your widgets, tokens, and anything else you need. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they're going to have more Judgment stuff once uh, Judgment finishes and gets all their stuff out of there. I should be getting my Kickstarter in a couple months. 
Ooh, nice. I did not get into that Kickstarter, so I'm kind of bummed about it. But other than that, let's go ahead and get with some really interesting news and business. I mean, it's like the thing that everybody talks about on our podcast. Uh, John, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking <clears throat> the only alcoholic drink I had uh, while I was uh, out in Vegas also, which is a uh, Moscow Mule. I had to make it old school. I had no measuring implements. <laughs> I didn't have lime juice. I had actual lime. So I fucking had to do it live. <laughs> what I did. Uh, Captain Missy, what's your drink of choice for the night? So I have concocted this new drink that I don't have a name for yet. Uh-oh. But it it is coconut rum, okay, uh, melon liqueur, Doritos okay. lime, and a little bit of blue curacao. And it kind of looks like this. Okay, so we need a new name for Mizzy's drink. Uh, so chat channel, uh, give us new names and Mizzy will choose the one that she uh, thinks is appropriate. And she <laughs> will uh, name this drink after who gives the best name for it. So I want to uh, see I- names pop up. I would call that at a fucking mixer, Jesus. <laughs> well, the I've got the Euritos. <laughs> so you're also talking to the one who drank coconut rum straight out of the bottle during our pre pre ramble. I mean, so just so. you you have an AFM, huh? An AFM at a fucking mixer. At a fucking yeah. mixer. <laughs> So, uh, give a us a bad name. No, give us uh, something that you uh, think that Mizzy. It is a green-looking liquid. Um, show it to the camera yeah, again. It's very green. So when I'm, it's very green. But whenever I first mixed it up and I put the blue curacao in there, it kind of sunk to the bottom and had a nice gradient from the darker green to the lighter green. Mm. Oh, like a tequila sunrise. Yes, I sent you a picture, John. Yes, you did. <laughs> His picture. So that uh, my drink of choice today is good old fashioned water. Um, I did not hydrate well uh, today. I uh, had a few beers, and so I'm just going to drink some good old fashioned H two O for the show. I am drinking enough for both of us. I promise. There you go. Okay, you can drink enough for me. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I, I finished a bottle of, of water during our pre ramble. So ooh, Nurgles. I like the idea of Nurgles. Nurgles chosen. <laughs> uh, I don't like the connotation of that. It seems like it could end poorly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do we have any shout-outs? John, do you know any shout-outs? Uh, I read about one okay. uh, on Facebook. Uh, Dave Frischberg. He's a jazz musician that did the Schoolhouse Rock songs. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, definitely shout-out to him. Yeah. All the Schoolhouse Rock songs. That's interesting. Uh, we want to give a shout out to um, our friend Kathy Wapple. Make sure she comes back and safe. And uh, we appreciate everything she does, and we love her. Um, yes, we love our best Wapple. We love our best Wapple, and so we can't wait for her to come back. Um, we want to shout out to, of course, all of our fans and everybody else that watches and enjoys everything or listens, depending on how you get your injection of more than dice. Um, we want to make sure that everybody else is staying safe and healthy. We have HugCon 2022 coming up, a.k.a. Adepticon. Uh, we want to see as many people there as we can and hug as many people as we can. So please, go get your shot. If you're already ready for your booster, get your booster. Um, wear your mask. Wash your hands. Be as safe as possible. We want to see you at HugCon 2022. Because um, uh, 
that's kind of where we're all going to be there. I think it's going to be the first official time that John, I, and Kathy will be in the same area at once and not just online. So, it'll be interesting. So, from all of us, cheers. Cheers. Man, that's like watery. Watery. That's the best way to put it. It is very wet. Mm. Filtered from the fridge, 2022. <laughs> it's future water. <laughs> So, all right, let's go ahead and go over to our. I'm gonna go and put us in uh, the and gonna work on uh, a model while we talk about this. And I got a swing low. Ah, come here. Who look? All the cool. Is stuff. that a Death Star? That is a Death Star. You've been over here. You know that. I don't remember your Death Star, and I've only been over there once. All right. You're greedy with the puppers. Are you with the puppers? You are greedy with the puppers. That's 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 not good, guns. Though can't be greedy with the puppers. Okay. All right. Um. So one of the things we were talking about was these uh, pencils. I haven't had a chance to use them yet, but I'm definitely going to find a way to use those. Let me get I think right I'm going to like those a lot because I am familiar with the color pencil medium, and like actually drawing on stuff. I mean. Me too, technically speaking. I'm just never really any good at it, but I'm familiar with color pencils. <laughs> I'll have to send you some pictures of my drawings that I did. Oh, I've got I've got some hanging up. I put together the new Grimkin model, the new Grimkin um, gargantuan. That's cool. Oh, you got the house. Yes. I, you know what? Very I nice. was gonna make a joke about War Machine of Hordes, but actually, that's really cool. And like, there's gremlin butt. Look. Oh, gremlin John, butt. John, John! Look what I got at Warfare Weekend. Oh shit, that's legit. Trollkin poster. Yes. Oh, yeah. I got that put together this uh, last week. Thought that was really cool. I'm gonna work on. So I'm gonna work on putting together my super heavy of heavy gear, and try to get this going. Oh dang it! I forgot my uh, glasses. They're in the other room. I may have to go get them later. Depends. Um, type thing. Oh, there's a mold. I'm sure Mizzy will agree when it, like, I'm shocked when someone says, I forgot my glasses. I'm like, must be fucking nice. Yes. Because <laughs> I can't forget my glasses. I'm going to take the glasses off and I can't see a fucking thing. Well, uh, these are my. I, I get a headache as uh, soon as I take my glasses off. All right. I can read chat from this distance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to read chat right now. Until I put my iPad over I can here. read it from, like, here. But it's very fuzzy still. Yeah, exactly. It's not... not, not I close. have a very high astigmatism. So. Alright, so we're uh, going to get this one. Let's go with... Um, let's talk about... Let's do the other the one news. first. No, no, I uh, have the, the news. Okay, there you yeah. go. Let's get the miniature games in the news right now. Because something came up this week. Uh, and really, it's it's been going on for, like two weeks technically but it came to fruition this i week. mean it's going on for longer than that but correct yeah. but yeah 
So, John, it why don't you go and recap, recap what happened? Uh, I mean, well, so there was a tournament uh, apparently in Spain. I'd never heard originally where it was, but Gonzo told me it was in Spain. Uh, a couple weeks ago, a month ago maybe, where a guy was wearing basically Nazi symbols. And um, apparently you uh, can't, you know... You can't kick someone out in Spain for that, which is weird. Spain's a weird country. Um, but uh, uh, people, some people refuse to play against them because that's hateful shit and it's not okay. But as an aftermath, GW released a statement basically saying that uh, while, you know, our game is grimdark, we are not, you know. And this kind of stuff is not okay at any GW-sponsored event or anything like that. Uh, you know, if that's the way you're going to be, don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. We don't want your money. Which is a bold statement for any company to say anything about, we don't want your money. And I appreciate that very much. For all the problems GW has, saying the right thing politically is not one of them. And I appreciate that. Um, it basically comes down to, and, and I'll throw a little bit of uh, my, let's say, fallout or comments I've seen. Um See, he's not going to be greedy with the puppers now. There's the puppers. He's not interested in the camera. Not at I all. I need to pet the burger! But, uh, you know, the basic thing is, you know, people did what they could there. Like I said, I hadn't heard that you weren't, you couldn't kick him out of the tournament, but uh, that makes it a problem. But they made it was okay. And it sort of gives the tournament uh, people an out. So now they can say, hey, this is a GW-sponsored event. You can't have that shit here. Get the fuck out. Correct. I, I and, didn't know that either. So there's there's been a lot of that, actually. Let's 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 go into other games, Gonzo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to left turn on you here. Let's go uh, Mech Warrior Online had that problem. Oh, okay. Um, some people, and there's a lot more to this. So if it sounds like I'm sort of coming in the middle, I'm coming in the fucking middle. There's been a lot of people saying crazy stuff in chat. Uh, there always has been. There's some hateful shit. Um, but uh, two teams for our tournament named themselves. One named themselves Trans Rights, and one named themselves Trans Fights. Obviously, I have no problem with either name. That's fine. But apparently, people complained, and for a short time, they forced them to change the names of their teams, and also had banned someone who had a who is basically saying trans rights before every single match. Um, but they quickly backed up off of it, apologized, and updated their their, their uh, code of conduct. Um, because they're Canadian, and in Canada, that's not okay, because it's, you know, I don't want to say protected, but you can't... Canada's got really good anti-hate speech type of laws, so... Mm -hmm. So that came out. They've updated their code of conduct and, you know, generally saying the right things now. But there's a lot of stuff coming out. And what it has shown us in both fandoms, um, because uh, that brought out uh, one of the guys I follow on Twitter, posted this whole thing, sort of like Warhammer is for everyone, Battletech is for everyone. Uh, but it's not really for everyone. And that's where people come in upset. It's for everyone, unless you're going to be a hateful piece of shit, in which case, get the fuck out. <laughs> it, yes. Yes. And the only people who have problems with these statements, I worry about because, hey, just just don't be a hateful piece of shit. If you're a hateful piece of shit, you're the only ones we're excluding. And yes, get the fuck out. 
Correct. The paradoxical thing about uh, including everyone, you know, being tolerant of everything is you can be tolerant of everything except intolerance. So uh, you don't have we... to be an asshole. Exactly. Like whatever feelings you have, if you want no politics in the game, it's up to you to start that shit. And that's not how life works. No politics in the game is uh, a tough thing to do. And it starts with us not not bringing that shit in. But regardless if you do or do not bring that shit in, it doesn't make it any of it okay. No. And if you have a problem with positive statements like this, or you're like, we need to gatekeep these people out of our hobby. No. You need to get the fuck out. The only people we need to gatekeep against are people who are those racist and homophobic and transphobic and just general pieces of shit. And I know we're kind of preachy. I apologize, but it, it means a lot to me. Give me a reason to fight someone. Give me a reason. Yeah. (laughs) You know, don't come in looking for no trouble. There won't be no trouble. Yeah. And the the whole thing, I mean, this is, this is not the first time and it won't be the last I'm sure of this happening. Because I, I remember it done. I think I think it happened again one other time. But other companies are now starting to <laughs> say, "Yeah, we ain't going to put up with this shit." Uh, Warfare <laughs> Weekend, we made a statement. No, <laughs> we we include everybody, um, but we will not tolerate hate. We have a zero tolerance policy on that. And if you don't like it, mm, we don't want you. Yep, get the um, fuck out. Yeah, get the fuck out. Um, I, know I really Cre- like what Creature Caster did. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that uh, you sent that around. They basically said that if you're going to do any of our stuff and be sponsored by us, you have to deal with hate speech and all that shit real quick. Yeah, you know, you can't let it go. You can't go. Oh, that's my buddy. He's just joking. Uh, there is a song by They Might Be Giants. Oh, I love that. Uh, where a line is it is you can't shake the devil's hand and say you're only kidding. Yeah, you know, yes. y- you can't. And I, I, I know this is going to bring some problems and some people are going to get upset. And if you're upset, I am sorry that you're upset, but I'm not sorry for upsetting you. Because <laughs> if you're upset, the problem lies with you. There's a, it, this is something we're going to have to do because, I mean, there's that old statement, you know, you allow one in and then he thinks his buddies can come in and it just makes a big yep. hassle. And we're not going to do that. Uh, I don't, we don't tolerate on our podcast. We don't tolerate that. And nope. anywhere we go... And just not going to happen. Yep. That's and just how if, it is. And if you're, I mean, this is probably not going to happen much, but if you're at the event that John is at, that I'm at, and someone's doing that hateful shit or sexist shit or any of that, and maybe you're not comfortable uh, confronting them, come get me. Oh, I'm sure. I will confront them. There are plenty of people, I'm sure. And honestly, if, if I have you're an at an event, let's go. <laughs> and if you're, if you're upset at an event, find someone talk to T.O., there, there is probably someone there who's willing to do something. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't necessarily promote violence, but if someone's going to come in wearing Nazi stuff, punching a Nazi, generally okay by me. <laughs> Just remember, like everything, actions have consequences. Yes. And doing the wrong thing for the right reason will still garner po- consequences, but it might get the point across. So, I don't promote violence, but it might be the only answer. You know, it was interesting, the the article that they wrote was, we understand our game has Mm -hmm. racist things to it. We understand. That's the point of the game. It's fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. There is no good guys in... Yeah. There are no good guys in 40K. No. 
even the towel that totes, you know, for the greater, greater good, good, they're still There's not good. There's a dark side to the greater good. Yeah. Always is. Yeah. So, but we all know that we won't tolerate it. Nobody will tolerate nope. it. Ain't, ain't going to happen. And I know everyone's tired. It's been a fuck of two years. It really has. And you may have to get outside your comfort zone if something like that happens because at the end of the day, if no one else is going to do something about this, you might have to be the one to, and you may not want to. And I understand that. And I don't necessarily expect everyone to, but if you can do something about it, that's how we're going to enact the proper change. And uh, I mean, you'll call us social justice warriors or whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. When did social justice become a bad thing? And never is okay. Do what you can, do what you're comfortable doing, support your people. Even if you're just going up and giving support to the people, you're not willing to confront the guy. Because let's be honest, we're all so tired and our hobby some days, you know, we, we don't want to confront somebody about some shit. But just do what you can to help everyone else in that situation and make sure you just tell the next person up, the TO. If the TO's not taking you seriously, now there's he may not be able to do anything. Understand that. But if he's not taking you seriously, go to the store owner. If Storner's taking you seriously, then maybe you need to have a long think about whether you should be going there. Yeah. So. And there's your... Not John rant. <laughs> that was not a rant at all. No. For once. That was yeah. not a rant. No. Yes. That was, it was just a very it. clear cut, there you I, go. Yep. I, I want everyone to know where, where we stand on this. It's, it's not okay, but we're here to support you. I mean, I'm probably not where you are, but if you could think of anything I can do to support you in your fight against this kind of bullshit, just let me know. And rants aside, I'm customer service manager for a living. I know how to tell people to go fuck themselves in a very nice way. Damn. <laughs> so, happy to help you if you need to. So, there you go. Let's get to something more fun. Let's talk about, okay, so conventions are starting back up. Yep. And everybody's starting to go. Wear a mask. Yeah. So here's our thing that uh, happened at Warfare Weekend. Um, nobody's been gaming. Nobody's really been at the table playing multiple games of whatever in a year and a half. So during this weekend, uh, we had two people that had to drop out of the Invitational. One, the guy was playing a game, stood up, hurt his back, and was down for the entire weekend. Second guy did the exact same thing, but he hurt it so bad that he had to go to the emergency room for pain meds. Um, and of course, we told everybody, guys, you need to take it slow, take it, you know, take it easy, you know, blah 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 blah. But you know, everybody's like, oh, I know, I can play because when we were started up our big tournament, they were like, we're gonna do like nine rounds today, right? And I'm like, no, 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 we're gonna do one round. You're gonna break for lunch, <laughs> and then we're gonna pick it back up. Yeah, and do like three. Because you're not ready. They're like, oh, we, we're ready. I'm like, no, you're not. And by like round two, they were like, holy crap. And I'm like, see, I told you. Yep. You're not ready to go and do this because your body's not ready. And I think it's yeah. hilarious. I mean, it's not hilarious, but it is funny. They're like, you're not in fighting shape to play in a tournament like this. <laughs> well, here's the thing. And I, I've got some, the whole idea is how to take airs of a tournament. That's, that's where we're getting at. Yeah. Um, and I think it goes further than that. We've all been sedentary for quite some time because of COVID. Yep. 
you know, it's hard to get out and do stuff. Gyms have been kind of closed. A lot of cases just starting to open up again. Uh, I'm going to tell you what's helped me a lot. And having just come back from a uh, three-day convention I had to work at um, is just walk every day. Walk some. Yeah. Take a break. Walk. Like, you got an hour in the morning? Walk a half an hour away from your house? Walk a half an hour back. You got 15 minutes? Walk seven and change away? Walk seven and change back. Just do what you can to walk. It will help you way more than you think. And it'll get you used to standing more. It'll get your feet more used to taking weight. Um, you know, that kind of things. Uh, get a chair. If there are chairs available, by all means, it's okay to sit down. You don't have to stand at the table the whole time. Yeah, it's like when we were packing up and I was rolling up mats, I had to sit down because my back was just not having it. Sit down whenever like, you can. I mean, you, you know, this isn't like, you know, some hardcore work thing where you've got to stand the whole time. No, sit down when you can. Uh, and a con is very important. And, you know, we're all like this. Get as much sleep as you can. I'm not saying, like, sleep the day away, but, you know... If you're like, oh, I could watch this movie on the, uh, you know, on the TV in the hotel, or I could go to sleep. Just go to sleep. The movie will be there later. Is okay. That's what we have. That's what we have streaming services for. Yes, the movie will be there later. It's okay. Get that extra. I'm sure you're not going to fall asleep immediately, but maybe you get an extra hour, hour and a half sleep out of that. It could make a difference. Remember, you need to eat. Drink your orange juice. Orange juice is good there. Um. Uh, if you're going to have little snacks, tuna fish, peanut butter, both really good snacks, protein, good for you. Beef you jerky. Know. Beef jerky's good. A little more expensive. <clears throat> peanut butter crackers are great. For those of you that don't like peanut butter, like myself. Yeah. They make little uh, packs of uh, uh, tuna fish snacks. Mm-hmm. Multivitamins. Standardwood. Multivitamins, yes. Don't drink all the caffeine in the world. I know you can. I know if you do, you can stay up amazing amounts of time, but don't. It's not worth it. You're also going to fuck up your sleep schedule when you get back. I am lucky, question mark, that being three time zones away didn't fuck up my sleep schedule. I just woke up at 2.30 in the morning every day and got some cat naps. If you wake up early, and I oh, wake up early all the time. Ears are gone. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, Gonzo. Okay, it's only 30 minutes. Okay. Fucking ass. <laughs> hey, Siri. So, we have another hour. Set a timer for one hour. Yes. No, wait. <laughs> We're only, it's only 30 minutes because it's 15 each time, but oh well, by the time. No, it's 30 minutes. So, okay. yeah. Sorry. Um,. Get some cat naps if you can. Like if you wake up early, just everyone wants to get up and do stuff. I understand you're 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 away from home. Get up and do stuff. No, take another little cat nap. Set another little alarm. Hit your snooze. Do something. There Make is, sure you're getting rest. There is no shame in hiding in the forty k room to take a nap because you're so goddamn tired. Yep. The was right. Just lay there. Lay there. Close your eyes. I found so I can't sleep on planes. Some people can, I cannot, but just sitting there, had podcasts playing, just, you know, the neck pillow I bought in the, the McCarran airport on my neck, just <laughs> leaned up against the thing, closing my eyes. It was great. 
Uh, no screens one hour before sleeping is also a good thing. It's hard to do for some people, but try to do it. Um, these are all good life tips in general, but at a con, they're more so because you really need to make sure you're doing it because you're going to be pushing your body. You may not feel like you're pushing your body, but you are. You your are. body's not used to this. No, especially now. And that, that was the, the kicker about the whole thing was we had so many people that were like at, at the convention, they were like, oh, we're going to do, you know, six rounds today in the LCQ. And I'm like, no, we're not. We can do it. And by round two, the end of round two, they're like, holy crap. I'm like, yeah, I told you. I'm so glad we didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, there's no ego in this. There's not like, no. I'm a tough guy. I'm going to stay up. Like, no, no, sit the fuck down. Sit down, take a nap, take your showers. Like, hygiene's important too. Take your showers, even just a quick shower. Clean up, Wash you know. Get the funk off you. Get the funk off you real quick. Feel fresh. It will help you. And if for some reason you have to stay up super late, you got something, you just, you gots to do it. You needs to do it. Like setting up a stream at, until 2.30 in the morning. Whatever it is. <laughs> also, in addition to having some caffeine, moderate amounts of caffeine is fine. Also, eat something. Caffeine will, caffeine will give you some energy, but you all, keep you up, but you also want to eat something to give you actual energy to use while you're staying up. You know, and get up and walk around once in a while. Like, if you're not just stuck there, get up and just walk around. So, I mean, all these are all things you need to do because otherwise you're going to put undue stress on your body. Ain't none of us getting any younger. And it, take me and Gonzo's word for it. This shit just gets worse as you get older. Yup. I mean, my... One of my theme songs is the Garth Brooks song called I'm much too old to feel much too young to feel this damn old, but I do. It's like I can't do the stuff I used to do. You know, everyone's like, John, you gonna come out to us? Like everyone's like, John, did you go to the strip in Vegas? N- no. I woke up at two thirty every morning and had to work a twelve hour day. I was not in any shape to go fucking anywhere. You know, but you gotta realize that important thing is knowing yourself, self-self-knowledge, knowing your limitations. Acknowledging that you have limitations is also important. Um, so those are the basic ways to take care of yourself. Shower, sleep, eat, don't drink all the caffeine. Don't drink all the alcohol. We'll tell you some Chilly Winters uh, stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> chilly Winters at Warfare uh, War Machine Weekend, when it was War Machine Weekend, when I went... Was supposed to go to dinner with me and Malik John and the crew. In the two and a half hours between him getting there and us getting ready to go, he got so drunk he could not go. Yes. You will miss out on stuff. Yes. Don't. See, don't I have anything. not met Chili yet, and I am dying to meet this man because of the stories that I hear about him. <laughs> Chili is a good dude, but I think he, I, I think he's learned his lesson. Well, <laughs> he says he's learned his West lesson, but <laughs> and yet there's more stories that come up. I haven't heard anything in a while, but honestly, there hasn't been much in a while. I mean, we're not necessarily in the same. I'm not sure what games he's playing. Uh, I haven't heard from him. He's been pretty quiet. Yeah, he uh, he's off of Facebook now. I can't blame him. If you ain't got an extra reason, Facebook can be a son of a bitch. Yeah. Water. But, so there you go. That's your basic. Do not drink all the caffeine. I don't care what Banyan says. Do not drink all the caffeine. It is going to hurt you more than it's going to help you. 
Correct. Unless you're unless you feel like you're gonna murder people and then definitely drink the caffeine. Drink some. <laughs> so here's a story. You know, you oh, know how tired I was gonna be at these uh at my convention. I had three twelve ounce cokes, it was the only caffeine I had from Sunday through the end of end of Wednesday. Just three twelve ounce cokes. And yes, I can drink caffeine with the best of them, but I find if you do not, the caffeine works better. Because like anything, you build up a tolerance for that stuff. So, moderation is the key. If you drink coffee, that's fine. If you like coffee, that's also fine. You're crazy as far as I'm concerned, but that's also fine. Get some <laughs> Thank decaf. you, I know I'm crazy. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> different things for different people. Get some decaf once in a while. Get you the flavor of coffee without that. Try, try not to drink caffeine right before you've got to go to bed. Not everyone can just laugh it off and fall asleep right away. If you can laugh it off all asleep all the way, maybe you're not getting no sleep in general. But <laughs> that's another story. Uh, so, you know, th those are just my basic ideas about that. You got to take care of yourself and, you know, make sure you're eating. Uh, and some of it starts beforehand. If you know you're going to a con, do some act. Just, I mean, exercising is good in general. But if you know you're going, just start walking. Yes. Like a month before the con, if you walk half an hour, hour a day, you'll build up those muscles that you'll need to help you stand. It'll help your back, it'll help your core, help your legs, help your feet. You'll get used to it. And, that's uh, something that someone that... Go ahead. That's something that uh, someone that was helping us move stuff learned because they've been working from home for like the last six months, haven't mm. been doing a whole lot, and by halfway in between moving stuff from um, the basement that it was being stored in to the cars they were dying mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was just like nope I can't do this yep now you gotta, like, my, my ankles were still swole for like a couple of days after I'd been home and I was at home not doing anything just like soaking them and because my feet were killing me I I walked a bunch that was my in my previous job, but it definitely did not prepare me for as much as I did. Oh, and here's another reasons. good one. This is an important one as far as your uh, accoutrement goes. Do not buy new shoes right before the event. No. If you know you're going to need new shoes, buy them months before the event so they are properly broken in. Yes. Or you will die. Your feet will, will, will detach themselves and strangle you. Your feet will die of dysentery. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's harsh. Shit. Yeah, but don't, but don't, but be careful with that stuff. There's a lot of things like that that she didn't keep care of. I mean, See, that that's a joke for me because I ended up playing the organ troll with some friends while we were at work for a weekend, and I died of dysentery twice. <laughs> hey, dysentery is a son of a bitch. Yes, it is. But yeah, so there you go. Don't don't buy new shoes. Someone at the uh, uh, convention I was at bought new shoes and regretted it. And they're like, look, we know we're supposed to wear in business casual, but just fucking wear your sneakers. We don't care. Yep. <clears throat> and if you're not working there and you don't have to wear anything special, don't. make sure you just be comfortable. Take the comfiest stuff you can. Holy crap. So there you go. There's our, our basic tips of of con. And a lot of that's off experience from just being at a convention with a lot of people who work a lot of hours. So, 
let's get into our next topic. Our next topic da, 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 is getting people into a new game and what you should do, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, et cetera, et cetera. And we talk about getting people into a new game. We're not talking like a board game because that's like a one-time purchase and you're pretty much done, um, depending on the board game, of course. Or, you know, something small, you know, a small card game, not like Magic, but, you know, something of that nature. Because those things are a one-time purchase. You're purchasing it. You just grab your friends together. Hey, come and play this board game with me. We're talking about things like, hey, everybody's playing 40K. Let's try to get everybody into Malifaux uh, type thing. Because this can be a pretty big challenge. Especially now with economy, people getting money, um, and just knowing your friends. Because uh, if you know none of your friends want to do sci-fi stuff, what's the point of trying to get them into sci-fi stuff if yeah, they're, if they're yeah. refusing to? That's number one. Know what they want. Don't try to get them into a game that they're not interested in. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's key, too, because you've got to take into effect that if you know your friends, because that's who you're going to be playing with, if they're not going to play in a sci-fi game because nobody likes sci-fi stuff, why bring it up to them? Yeah, don't bring it up to them. I mean, you could go, hey, guys, I saw this sci-fi thing. What do y'all think about it? And they go, eh, yeah, just kind of drop it. I would say that's actually the good point in anything is, uh, so we did this at uh, El Marshall's a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago at this point, I lose track, where he sat there and he talked about games, like what games are we going to focus on as a crew? Because he needs to plan out what he's going to work on, what he's going to spend painting time on, all that kind of thing. Yeah. And we discuss it as a group because it's pretty much just us getting together. Some people didn't make it because they're basement trolls. <laughs> I wonder who that would be. But most people made it, and we talked about uh, <laughs> we talked about that, and just go over the games. You know, we'd bring up a game and like, hey, forty uh, k. What do people think of forty k? And you know, people be like, I don't care. I'm not going to play it. You know that, and it doesn't all be the same list for everyone. You could break into smaller groups but you should discuss it with your groups what games you guys want to focus on. Now, obviously, we're going to focus on Marvel Crisis Protocol, but we talked about Malifaux. Most of us play Malifaux. That's on our list. And then from there, you know, do we want to play 40K? Do we want to play 40K adjacent? You know, just have those talks about those games together because that's really the first step because if you guys all have a different list of three games you're going to work on play during the year, you're not going to be playing a lot of games because none of you are going to have the same games together. Well, and it's also good to make sure that you check with your friends on budget. Like, oh. I don't worry about that because I under I expect them to be adults and know what they can afford to play when we correct. talk about the games. But if you go to someone, like, who has never been in the hobby, like you've got a new friend that's come into the hobby uh, and, and miniature gaming scene, and you're like, hey, we want to play 40K, and then they get the sticker shock of what 40K would cost them, you probably want to discuss that with that person. Like, hey, we want to play this. This is what we like to play. But this is, you know, if, if we're going to play a full-fledged game, this is kind of what the, the price point value is. Uh, Hi, Jacob. Type thing. Hey, is that? Hey! Look, Jacob, you, uh, you, you did something wrong, by the way. You sent me something you weren't supposed to. But, hey, I, I meant to show these off. Here was the plinth that I ordered. And for some reason, Jacob sent these too i don't know why it's an order mess up but he sent me two other plants and i'm like mm, i'm gonna have to return them to you that's just how it is i mean i, I don't take free pro 
You are I so full it. of shit. <laughs> but yeah, your eyes brown? They're full. But I did get them and everything. And this one, I'm actually, this one I'm actually looking forward to. I'm actually maybe make this like a water feature too. I've been thinking about that. Just depends. But cat I did get them in. Push them in. <laughs> <laughs> Just blame what? the cat. It's fine. <laughs> Cats, not to be trusted. Cats. Never trust a cat. So, welcome, Jacob. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's something you you should discuss, especially if someone's new. I mean, if you know your friends well enough and you know their money wise thing. You know, it's not that big of a deal. But definitely if you have new people coming to the game, you might want to talk to them because they might get turned off. I feel like that's a totally different, like, discussion than what games are we going to play? You know, what do you want to play this new game? If they're new into games and they want to, you know, play games with you, the first thing you should be doing is someone in your group, anyone, should be the designated I've got an extra army guy. Whoever's going to be doing demos for that. Should have an extra army. Donzo's the reason why I have my troll army. Yeah. <laughs> as the same sort of thing, you know? Like, uh, like so something like Marvel Crisis Protocol is easy. Because the box set comes with enough models for two people to play a game. That's even the demo game. Super cool. You can intro game them. You can show them. They can see. But something, say, like 40k, a little more difficult. Yes. Okay, a lot more difficult. You know? Star Wars Armada a little more. Like some of those games you can split your force into two separate forces and play against each other to teach them. But you need to actually have enough to, for them to learn the game. Because that's a, like I said, that's a whole different thing. It's important. Someone you gotta be ready to demo a game if you want your friends to get into it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You gotta be able to like, hey, here's this new game. I like it. I wanna play it. Let's test it out. Alright, test it out. What do you think? Yay, nay, blah blah blah. That's, that is actually the reason I bought uh, some uh, Imperial stuff for Star Wars Armada on uh, eBay a while ago is because I if I want people to play this, I might have to demo it. So let's make sure I've got enough to demo. Well, it's like I, I bought... Um, so I like Warcaster. I think it's a great sci-fi game. It's really fun, really easy, and fairly inexpensive um, for people to do. So I'm like, uh, you know, I'm going to buy another starter set. Um, Mizzy's got hers, I've got mine, and I went, mm, I'm going to grab this one. One, I think the models are badass. They're cool looking. And two, uh, here we go. So if someone wants to learn, we can let them test on this type thing. And I know a friend of mine, he's got the other starting army. So we've got all the starter armies if people want to test out each faction. So, yeah. And Xander says, why just one demo guy? Why not two demo people? This will allow a game to be played at the small, simplified matches showed off. You can have more if you need to, but if people want, want people to play a game, you have to have at least one person who has that an extra army for that game to teach them. You can have multiple, super cool, but one person at least. Yeah. You know, we're, we're talking about uh, that way you can, and you need to be someone who's good at, not necessarily good at teaching, but good at least making it interesting while they're playing. Yeah. Because you'll probably get the watch machine, you know, thing where everyone else is standing around the game and helping out. Uh, like, uh, it was a month ago when, uh, uh, not no nickname Frank and not Brush and Dave played Malifo. I just sat there and went through the rule book and made sure they were all getting rules good because it had been a while. So that's useful. And, and then, you know, not Brush and Dave sat there while Frank and I were playing and he went through the rule book if he had any big questions. So it's important notes, but you know, y- you've got to do that. You know, uh, Frank's been like, hey, would you guys have any interest in this game? I'm like, I mean, it's small scale, so I'm not not interested in it. 
But he's like, I got enough stuff for more than one person to play. Like that, that puts it on the table. And you have to really know what the game is going to be to sort of get them into it. Because you got to promote it properly. You don't want to say, oh, hey, let's play 40K. You know, you can get it. It'll be easy. Because it's not going to be easy. It's a shit ton of models and a shit ton of money. 40K is the bane of my existence right now. Fair enough. That's also something you have to think about. Play space, too. Um, That's a separate conversation. That should not be a thing of getting into the game. If you're getting people into the game, it should be assumed that you're already ready to play the game. Correct. But I'm saying that some people that, that think, can I play this on my table? Or do I have to get, you know, all the terrain and everything for it? So, Senator Warlord, I'm here to say that 40K is only ideal in one way, and is that it is a lot of people play it. It's not ideal rules-wise, number of models-wise, money-wise, none of that. Just the amount of people who play it. And kind of the quality of the models is really high, but but yeah, so you got to make sure all that stuff's good. So you know you're 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 giving them a proper expectation of what's going to happen. Um, and then you just got to go from there. You know, it's 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 not an easy roadmap to it, but you need to start off making sure they're aware of what's the game's going to be, what it's going to entail, and you know. Maybe make sure how you guys play it, if it's different than how it's normally played. That's, I mean, which, a lot of us aren't playing in game stores right now, so house rules are totally on the fucking table. You know, if if you want to make it so that when you use a flamethrower on the gremlins, we're all getting drunk, they all get set on fire extra because they're all drunk and covered in alcohol, sure, you can do that. <laughs> but that's a house rule. It kind of came up as a possibility. <laughs> so I support this yes so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of extra stuff to it you see to make sure you're, you're getting it all it's uh, it's not easy and honestly it's been so long since you had to get someone into a game by anything other than just watching us play it that I, I don't I'm not really 100% on what you do anymore you know well, I mean, there's just, everything's changed. And we, you're going to have a lot of people coming out to your game store now that normally wouldn't because they're like, oh, what's this? I'm going to come out and see this. And then you're going to have brand new people. And you're like, oh. I have Saturdays off now, so I can do that. <laughs> oh, snap. Right? You must have gotten good blackmail material to get Saturdays off. Um... I set my foot down and I said, "Either have I'm either going to have this day off or I'm going to quit and <laughs> lose my shit. Well, there you go. That'll work. Size comparison. Well, the Marauder's not the biggest mech. It's more long than it is big. Let's see. Should get the uh, Executioner. Just some comparison on some of them. It's a little bit taller. So that's the archer. Here, here, how about an atlas? It's a little bit taller than an atlas. That's an executioner. There's not an atlas? No. No, atlas has got a different <laughs> face. I don't know all my mechs. That's the reason why I have John. I love it. He says, let's compare it to the atlas. Then goes and gets the model I told him to get in the first place. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, so you got to ask a lot of those questions, make sure they're seeing the game, 
make sure, like so make sure they know what your expectations are. If your expectations are that everyone's going to play fully painted, that's important to communicate. Oh yeah. Now I don't know any friends who really do that, but you know it is uh, important to note. Yeah, I don't know anybody that does that unless they're going like to a tournament and that's required or something. You know what I'm saying? I, I there are people who uh, local to me who have a rule they only play against people who only have, have fully painted armies. Important to note, if that person's in your group, you need to make sure it's aware. Because it's going to come up. It's silly. But it's going to come up. Yeah, I'll agree. That's silly. Well, you know. Each to their own desires. If I could tell someone how to live their life or play their games. So. I believe I'm missing his head. You might be. Uh, did you have any other ideas for getting people into a game? Um, More than men with pretty models. Pretty models, okay. Pretty models. That's that's my whole thing. I get into games for the pretty models. Trolls aren't pretty. Trolls are amazing and awesome. Yeah, trolls are pretty awesome. <laughs> But I, I really think... Especially it, that Sea King gargantuan that I really want. Yeah. I want that. Just because it's a pirate theme, that's all. Uh, yes. Duh. Uh, we'll never show the Mizzy the, uh, the pirate uh, gang for uh, Malifo. Um, I am Googling now. Thank you. Oh, that's the head. It, it's hard to find. It's one of their uh, limited releases. Because <sighs> it's an alt version of another one. A son of a bitch. Fine. It's so funny that it doesn't. It just comes with the same models that, that like their box does, but there's a model that always played with Molly, and that's the the uh, the master in that. That instead of making a new pirate version, they include a pirate hat to put on the existing version. Yeah. I'm like, well played. I have it right over here somewhere. I bought it because pirates. Who doesn't buy pirates? Because pirates. Duh, exactly. obviously. Uh, Xander says, I miss the old press ganger idea of someone Ooh. who wants people to join and is happy to see them there, but also knows the rules and sometimes to be the person who brings things back into alignment in the area, aka not let the asshole players raffle some people. Yes. Yes. But I would say that's uh, the entire group can take turns at doing that. But it was much better uh, when uh, they had someone specifically like that. That is useful information, Mo. Thank you. Yes, Black Friday and Good Friday, you can usually get all the alt stuff. Also, during Gen Con, they usually have a good amount of that. I definitely have to check that out. Of course, I'm a broke bitch right now, but, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm to be playing a game that's not played anymore that that, uh, Gonzo sent me his models for. (laughs) They're over there somewhere. Yes, I did send you some stuff that nobody, we thought we were going to get into it. And I was like, cool, I can get this. I like these models. I think they're cool. I want to play these guys. And then it all died. I can add them to my tchotchkes. I mean, it's okay. I mean, hey, there's a spoiler for people. It's okay to buy models just because you want to paint them. Yes. There is that. doesn't matter if they can be used to play a game or not. You can buy models just to paint them. That's why I um, 
signed up for the Patreon with the Chibi uh, monsters because I thought they were cool. Yeah. So I've started them, but they're still sitting here to paint like the typical hobbyist that everybody is. What? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I fit in well. I don't know. My buddy Bowie actually uh, has uh, all of his Marvel, has all of the Marvel Crisis Protocol painted. Everything released he owns is his painted. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Good job, Bowie. Uh... Mo's getting there, too. Yeah, Mo keeps putting out uh, you know pictures of him painting. And he's just going crazy. I'm uh, I'm a couple models behind. I got uh, let's see, two models in progress, two models primed, two, three models assembled but not primed, and then another couple to assemble. So I, I'm a little behind, but I'm a little crazy for a bit. So, Mo, speaking of Doctor Strange, here is mine. Oh. That I have started. It's coming along. It's getting there. So, I think my best one that I've done is probably Ultron. I'm most proud of him. Did we ever fix your, fix your Iron Man, by the way? Nope. Nope, he is still a paraplegic, and he is probably going to stay that way. <laughs> I'm going to switch over so I can, because I want to get started. Uh, says, how about keeping some times when they play smaller games so lower model count army count players can be part of? Absolutely. Yes. That is a great idea. And actually, I feel if you've got people coming in, it's a good time to do a slow grow league between your people or something like that. Oh, because 100%. that encourages them to get in and, you know, play. Slow grow, re- slow grow leagues for people is very good, especially like right now, especially if it's a brand new game too. Like, oh, we're all trying to get into Age of Sigmar. Let's do a slow grow because one, that's a lot of money you can be spending. Two, that game can get kind of complicated for people that have never played before. Yeah, and uh, um. We actually have a thing for Marvel we're planning to do. We're planning to do a draft league where we put all the characters out and you draft your 10 characters in your bus and you play that for a while. So we're looking at finishing in the rules for that. we got a couple ideas running around. But that'll be cool because, honestly, uh, you know, Bowie's got all the models painted. So literally, and Al Marshall's got all the models, just maybe not quite all painted yet, but he's close. So between that, I mean, there's all the models twice. So you can easily do something like that. But that's a good time to do something like that. Um, so, uh, Xander, the um, the heavy gear models, I like heavy gear for one, besides the game, I think the game's great and fine. I like the price point value to get in. 60 bucks, you're pretty much done type thing. You can buy other stuff and everything else in there, but 60 bucks will get you the full experience type thing. Which I like, and it's for a lot of people picked that up at Warfare Weekend. Um, picked up army sets and everything for it, and we're playing it and putting the models together. So that's another thing. Uh, well, I think John had mentioned it a little bit. Give them the full game. While battle boxes are cool, like 
War Machine and Horse Battle Box is not a good representation of the entire game. It's a, it, it, it's a representation of the rules, but not a representation of a full game. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest, with a game like War Machine of Hordes, you got to play the full game. You got to play mm-hmm. a full quote unquote you know, steamroller game. And that's the problem. Uh, the army boxes were a good idea. It was a good, it was a good price point value to get in, um, but it still wasn't a full game. Um, most the heavy gear stuff for the most part, the starter boxes are all plastic, and then certain models outside of it. Like the one I was working on is the Hussar, and it's like they're super heavy and it's resin and metal together. Uh, their troop models are res are are metal uh, because they're super super tiny. Um, <clears throat> but most of the stuff, 90% of your army will be plastic. Plastic kit, and it's super, they're super easy, but they are fully customizable. So your weapons and your arms and all this other stuff, because it does like you to play uh, WYSIWYG. <clears throat> so, but there's a lot of good stuff on it. Um, I, I think making sure that you show people, like, hey, here is the rules and how you play and here's the basic rules battle boxes are great for that in war machine and hordes but it is not a good representation of the game in in whole because there is so much more to the game than just that and it gets to be a confusing factor like you can do um what's 40k's little uh, kill team kill team is you know a good you know here here here's dip your toe in you know, here's a cool model stuff, but it is nowhere near. If someone says it is a, but it's not. It's not the same game anymore. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 it's. There's got to be. You've got to make sure that you show them what a full game is like. Yeah, because that's what you're going to be playing at is a full game, and that's got to be done more than anything. I, I, there's so many people are like, oh, this looks really cool. Oh, we're we're playing. <clears throat> we're, we're just we're just messing around with models. Well, what's a full game look like? And then someone pulls out all their forty k stuff, and they're like, "Oh, oh," and then it's it, and then it comes the sticker shock on top of that. So you got to be careful with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always it's always good to show them this is what we play at. This is the and I put quotes around standard point value games, and then you kind of walk them through it and then they can try to like, Oh, this is a lot more than I was expecting. Cause some people don't care for that. Some people like, of course the, the brawl machine because it is a smaller model count. It is a smaller thing to play with, but that's not a, that's not what most people play at. If someone comes up to me and says, Hey, I only have enough for brawl machine. Hell yeah. I'm going to play them because I want people to play. But if, you know, people are like, I want to play the full thing. We got to talk about the full thing. Yep. Type stuff, so. All right, it is time for media section. <clears throat> so, John told me he watched like 10 things. Mizzy said she watched like 27 things this week. The lies! You sit on a <laughs> throne of lies! No, it's a red and black chair. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> so... <clears throat> I watched quite a few things, but nothing that's really going to be a big discussion. But uh, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six things. And one of them is with Mizzy that we'll talk about together. I have one and a half. Okay. 
And uh, one of your, your half one, I'll be talking with you too. Yes. John, how many you got today? One. One. Okay, so I'll go first, like usual. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, Red Notice. Red Notice is a movie on Netflix, and Red Notice has Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and uh, Gal Gadot on it as a thief heist movie um, with like a buddy cop type feel. Um, I thought it was going to be better than what it was. All three great actors. Um, you saw the previews for that, and you thought it was going to be better than it was? I, let me finish. I thought it was going to be a lot funnier than what it was because Ryan Reynolds. I mean, let's let's get it right. These characters are almost you know typecast now. And Ryan Reynolds, when he comes in there, you know he's going to play a quirky smartass of some sort. Uh, he very de- rarely does anything serious. Rock, I am a badass. Um, I'm super serious. And uh, Gal is probably not so stereo uh, typecast right now, but it super powerful She's a woman. Badass, but she is a badass. Um, it was okay. It wasn't great, but it was very predictable. You could see everything from a mile away. You knew what was going on. You're like, oh, there was some big plot holes uh, about things. As like, oh, how did they get this down here? Oh, they drove it through this tunnel. Oh, what's at the end of this tunnel? I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you're like, how did they get it in there anyway? It was really, there, there were some big plot holes in it. It was, it was okay. It earns my man rating of uh, two and a half space herpes because it, it's, it's better than a sharp stick in the eye. Um, but it, you know, if you got to spare, you know, two hours and you don't mind it, go ahead and watch it. But overall. Okay. Uh, is it worth care. my time? No, it's not worth your time. Okay. No. I'm I haven't seen it, but I can tell you now. No. It's really not. It's really not worth the time. It, it's, yeah. it's just okay. Uh, there are better things on TV to watch than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw the preview. I saw an extended scene from it and realized, okay, I know what this is going to be. Uh, sure, if I get time, and I never get time. Yeah. Same. It, it, it was. It, if you have time and you got nothing else to watch, Okay. But I've always, there are always something else to watch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We mostly always have something better to watch. Type thing. Uh, let's go with Captain Mizzy, because uh, I think you can actually jump in on her full one uh, that I also have too, John. So, uh, Gonzo came over to hang out, and we watched A Knight's Tale. I don't think um, you want my opinion on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> So, and Erica was here as well, and she had never seen A Knight's Tale. I loved watching her reaction to everything that went on in A Knight's Tale. Yes. That was I love it. I love A Knight's Tale anyway, just because it it's amazing, and it's where I fell in love with Alan Tudyk to begin with. And it's just, it's funny, it's humorous, it is what it is. Yes. And I love it for what it is. Yeah, it, it does not take itself seriously. And I was telling them when I, when I first watched this, I was like, really? They're doing We Will Rock You at a medieval jousting tournament that Masong wasn't around then? And I'm like, by the time I was done watching it, I was like, this movie is not meant to do any historical accuracy at all, whatsoever. It's not supposed to do nothing at all. It is not serious in anything. It's just meant to be quirky, silly, and I like it. 
Absolutely uh, baiting. But like, yeah, no, it's not supposed to be serious at all. Yeah. The the one thing I like Paul Bellamy and Alan Turner. I think they are the stars of the show because they play off each other so well. Their facial expressions, their lines that they deliver the, with each other, like, yes, I understand you're going to kill me later or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yes, it, I'm, you're going to beat the shit out of me. I got it. Thank you. Um, but, I mean, there is some very big cringy stuff uh, in it. So let's go ahead and get what, yeah, John, John yeah, you, you're very much a lot of cringy stuff. Let in me it. just say that it completely lost me with the we will rock you thing. And I'm like, and it never recovered. A lot of people can't get past that. And, and honestly, it's, it's not the fault of the movie. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just when a movie loses you with something, you will look for every little nit to pick. And Correct. there were a fuckload of them. Oh, so it is, I, it is not a John movie. No. I do have to admit, it did take me a couple or three tries to watch it to be like, okay, yes, I love this. But I I love the character Watt by Alan Dudek. I just, I love it so much. He's entertaining. He's funny. Like, the rage. Yes, I relate to that. Um, Overall, I'd probably give it a two. Yeah, it's, it's... There are scenes in there that are just damn good and good and funny and just like, hell yes. And then there's stuff that's just like, oh, this is annoying. This is so cringy. But you you do it because you're waiting for those good scenes. So I can agree with the two on that. John, what would you give it? Three and a half. (laughs) So you're pushing it. (laughs) I think that's pretty generous. Yeah, uh, we did try to ask Erica what she would rate it on the space surveys, but that was too general for her. So <laughs> she gave it like what a forty-seven point six something. <laughs> it was a <laughs> weird, weird rating system. Two point four seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was weird. I mean, I like I said, I like it for some of the scenes. Some of the scenes in there are really good. And the chemistry between the characters are really good. Yes. Some of the stuff is just like the cringy parts are just some of them. You're just like, uh, okay. But you just have to let it go and go with something else. John, what's yours? I watched the perfect movie. Oh, and what was the perfect movie? Speed racer. You know what? I'm going to say this about speed racer. The first time I watched it, I was like, Really? the hell is this shit? And then I watched it again and I was like, I get it now. I get it. it. So go ahead. It is a live action cartoon and it is great. And I love it. Now I love speed racer. I have the entire series speed racer at home on DVD. Don't what me mo. It (laughs) is perfect. It is true to the source material story fits it perfectly. There's so many shout outs for people who love speed racer. It is fucking great. And I cannot really think of any part of that movie that I would change. You know, like I said, the first time I watched this, I was like, what is this Mickey Mouse bullshit of a movie? And I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this again. And then I was like, I get it. This is not a movie that takes itself seriously. This is not no, a movie that's, that's like, supposed to. It it takes itself seriously within the rules it established. Correct. Within the source material, it takes and, itself seriously. And that's important. You need the movie to take itself seriously within its rules. Correct. A movie that doesn't take itself seriously within its rules is probably not going to land with a lot of people. 
Correct. And so, I mean, because like even some of the scenes, you're like, why would they? But that's what Speed Racer was. And it does exposition so intelligently with the little flashback vignettes while they're talking about it when it's actually appropriate in the movie. You know, they talk about his brother and everything because he's about to, he's potentially going to break his his longstanding lap record. So they're talking about the story of Rex Racer. So that's great. They they put that all in so well. I think they did a great job with that. Um, yeah. I will say this, and I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this, but uh, go ahead and at me if you care. I think it's the Wachowski's best movie. You know what's interesting about the whole thing is this movie, even if you don't like the acting and the, the plots and all that stuff, this is a very visually amazing movie. The, there the are some scenes colors. that are just off the chain. There's a, the fight scene where they're, it's snowing, and they do this cool thing where, you know, the snow effects just look so awesome as they're fighting and they're they're speeding up and slowing down so you can appreciate what's going on. Yeah. You know, like never lose track of that. It's uh I mean it's chaotic at points, but you generally always keep track of what's going on. Yeah, there's and, uh, watching it in like a Blu-ray or HD or like anything any any really good high defi- definition format is a must for this movie because I mean just the brightness of the colors and the way things look, you're just like, yeah. And the castings are so good, like from the cartoon. Yes. Just so good. John Goodman as Pops Racer is amazing. I love uh, him. The guy who plays the, the bad guy does this great pretending to be good. Then you can see through to a little bit of the dark stuff. And when he goes you know, full, lets the hero know that he's evil... Like, he just starts chewing the scenery, and it is fucking great. He's just totally mustache twirling, chewing scenery. It's awesome. I I love the movie. It's no shock. I'm going to give it zero space herpes. I give it zero space herpes or shots of crack or whatever the fuck you rate it on every <laughs> single time. It is legit one of my favorite movies. Um, uh, give it a chance if you haven't watched it. It is, just understand, the only car racing movie with less physics involved is the fast and furious <laughs> and it's stupid that i can say that semi-seriously yeah i so mean what streaming service is it on uh, i have it on dvd i don't know i don't know oh yeah thanks banyan uh we'll get that i actually have a second thing to talk about later uh i don't know if it's on any streaming services like i said i own it yeah it, it's actually it like I said, it took me a minute, and I was like, what, what? And then after I get it, I'm like, okay, I get this. I understand it is. And then you get into the fun of it, and then you get into the and, visuals and the characters, and you're just like, this is spot on the cartoon. This is spot on the fun. Yeah. Roll with it. Let it go. And, and enjoy it's movies, a visual movie beyond belief. If you don't like it, I don't. it's okay. Yeah. I'm not going to give you shit like a lot of movies. It is <laughs> a deeply personal thing. You know, there are always movies that you love and don't love, but uh, I love the crap out of it. Yeah. I, so I enjoy it. It is too. on HBO Max for anybody who cares to watch it that hasn't. Oh, I actually have that as well. It's it's solid. Yeah. So, that is um, useful information for me. So I watched, I finished a Midnight Mass. Uh, we talked about the podcast last week and I finally finished it. 
Uh, Midnight Mass is a story of this group of people that live on this island and people come back and this preacher comes in and starts, you know, miracles started happening. Um, not giving away any spoilers, but of course that happens and people, uh, bad things start happening. The series as a whole, after I was done watching it, it was, it was just okay. It was like a two. But, as Banyan says, the last episode of the show is such a gut punch and such... There's one scene in there, and I have the audio of this person's speech saved on my phone because um, they asked one of these characters what they think uh, happens when you die. And this... It's like a five to eight minute speech. I don't remember how long it is. But it is such a good speech it is so good so amazing i i mean i love it to death it is it's a punch in the gut it makes you think the characters their their persona changes and everything just goes crazy with it and combined with the scene but the the writing of this one scene has stuck with me for quite a few days uh, i've played it over listened to it in the car just listen to what they have to say about their thoughts and what happened when you die. And it really, really, it really changed uh, something in me that I was like, this is really cool. I like the way they put this. This is really good writing. If the entire series was like that, it would have been a much better series. But <laughs> thanks. Yeah. But this last scene, and I'm sure Banyan and I are talking about the same thing. Um, that lady's speech just blew me away. I was like, I need more stuff like this in my life. It was so, so good. So overall, the series, about a two. Uh, it, it takes a little bit to get started. Uh, each episode is an hour long, so it, it's a it's an investment. Um, but overall, it was okay. But like I said, that speech at the very end just kicked my teeth in. Uh, if you'd like to listen to the speech, I'll I can give you a link to it. I can show it to you, but it is a spoiler. John, you want to go with uh, episodes of Visions? Uh yeah. So, uh, uh, Bainey and I, uh, before uh, you know, since I last was on here, watched the first two episodes of Star Wars Visions because we're behind everything. Because <laughs> uh, between his job and my job, we don't have a lot of time to watch stuff. So we're gonna figure out how we're gonna do that. But valid. Uh, but, uh, I really, really like the first one. Very awesome Samurai movie vibes. Oh yeah. And for everyone out there on Twitter who said like, you know, they didn't need a Star Wars that was like a Samurai movie. Maybe you should evaluate where Star Wars fucking came from. Fuck Correct. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I was like, yeah. Um, actually I have something to add on after you're all done with your stuff too. Uh, something that was announced. Well, a couple things that are coming up that I want to talk about, but we'll do that in another one. And then I really like that one. I would give that one zero. That was great. Really solid. Yeah. Uh, the second one was interesting. A bunch more for kids. Well, that's a band. Not bad, but the band. Yeah. Okay. Definitely for, more for kids. Not not bad, but but interesting. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, I I would give it you know, one and a half to two. Okay. It was just like oh it was fun okay cool. You know, I had to step back and go, this is not aimed at my demographic. It's aimed a little, but it's cool. It's still better than pretty much the entirety of the Clone Wars series I've watched, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, I agree with you, Xander Warlord. I'm looking forward to Boba Fett. It's not one of the series I'm going to talk about, but 
There you go. So, so far, good on Visions. We're going to try and get the rest watched, you know, in the next week or so. But I hard with the holidays. We'll see. Uh, you should probably talk about something else that I'm that that we're gonna watch probably separately. But um, well, I know that Mizzy and I both watched uh, something this week. I finished the series. She's only like what six episodes in. I'm halfway there. I'm I'm at the start of episode six. So we I watched all of Cowboy Bebop, and Mizzy is like I said, it's about halfway through uh, the series. Um, I've watched Cowboy Bebop. It's one of my favorite animes of all time. I own posters, toys, everything of it. I enjoyed it as a series when it first came out. I thought it was amazing. I love the shit out of Cowboy Bebop. Um, then the TV series came out. Captain Mizzy has not seen the TV series, the uh, original anime, so she has nothing to base it off of. So she's going in there blind. So go ahead and go with yours. So I really enjoy it. Um, I re- I love the cinematography. I love the story. Um, it's just it's great so far. Like I'm really enjoying it, and I feel like I'm not wasting my time watching this. So, as someone that's a big fan of Cowboy Bebop, there's flaws in this as a big fan, but there are flaws that I can look past because they are changing the story. They are looking past one season. Uh, for the people that know, Cowboy Bebop technically was only 25 episodes, and it was done. It told, it told a great story, left on a... It wasn't really a cliffhanger. People Plus a movie. Guess. Plus a movie, yes, there was a movie. But the movie, after the series was over, they did a movie, and they were like, oh, it's between this episode and this episode. So it yeah. wasn't a continuation of the story. No, it was not. Yeah. That would have been uh, difficult. It, it would have been real difficult. Um, and this is the reason why when John was telling me he was going to do Speed Racer, I went back and go... Cowboy Bebop has the feel of Speed Racer with the cinematography and if the angles. Is it anything like that little preview thing they put out uh, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, it is. It is kind of campy. Uh, it's a film that really weird side angles and everything else, just like the comic or the cartoon or the anime, if you want to be specific. Um, and so it gets that feel. The story of the characters have changed, uh, and they said that they were doing it. Uh, Faye's character is more fleshed out. Um, Which is good because she was a bit obnoxious through the yeah. early part of the series. She, she was supposedly eye candy for the show when it originally came out because... No, no, her story by the end of the series is great. Yeah. But through the first half of the series, she is really fucking obnoxious. Yeah. Um, but they did that and... Um, What's the other girls? I can't remember her name right off the top of my head. Um, Julia? Yeah, Julia. They fleshed her out um, and gave her more of a story, too. I don't uh, really need to, but sure. Yeah. Well, it, they changed. So the first season, this first season, is technically the entire series. Okay. With caveats, because you do not see Ed until the last episode. Oh. Which is different and weird. Um, but does it keep true to the source material? Yes. Does it keep true to the cinematography? Yes. Is it campy and, you know, silly and stuff? Yes. Is it a great space opera? No, not supposed to be. Um, it kind of has a firefly feel to it, but not not really space opera. Correct. 
Uh, well, some people are it's, trying to compare it. I'm like, no, this is... It, it's a space western. Yes. Very much a space it's western. A, I think so far it might also have a little bit of a repo vibe to it. I mean, they flesh out the characters really you well. Mean, like Repo the Genetic Opera? Yeah. Okay. Don't be shocked that I've seen it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I own it. I was pretty shocked, but yeah. Okay. Cool. But they flesh out the characters a lot more and give more backstory to the characters. Uh, and give more to the characters than just, hey, here's Spike. He's, you know, a cowboy and, you know, so on and so forth. Um you do see a lot of the original characters from the original one. The first episode is pretty much almost a copy of the original first episode. Um, with some minor changes, but it is very, very close. Um, so the first episode, we got through the the intro part of it and then the credits. And I was like, I have to watch the original now. Probably should. It's really good. The, the original is super, super good. And it is it on is, Netflix right now. It is my favorite anime. Yeah. And that's saying something because I watched a lot of anime before that was my favorite anime. It's just dethroned a couple things. Finish watching the series, the TV show, and then go back and watch the anime on HBO Max. Or no, yeah. uh, Netflix. Right Netflix. Now. Wherever uh, it's at, yes. Yeah. And go watch it and then give me a comparison. Yeah, watch it after the Netflix version first because... They change up enough that you're like, what? How did... Um... And then you can come back, because I don't want to spoil anything for you. Uh, uh, I'm yeah, okay with don't. them changing stuff, because that's how you keep stuff fresher. Correct. It's okay if you remake stuff constantly. Example, Babylon 5's getting remade. Uh, and he's Arshinsky's already said he's going to change stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's I think it's something that Erica noticed, too, while we were watching it, is that... They did change some things, but she was still able to follow along and be like, okay, this is where this comes from, and this is where that comes from. Yeah. Cool. There are some changes, and there's some big changes, too. So you'll just have to see it. I'm not going to spoil it for people. you got to watch it all the way through. Is it a 100% great adaption? No. Do they copy every single episode down to the T? No, and they better not, because then what's the purpose of doing it? Uh, I look at a remake like a uh, like a cover of a song. If you do it exactly the same, you got to either be one hundred percent perfect, or yep. you're not going to do it well. Or you got just got to change stuff to make it uniqueish. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So my overall watching the entire series, I don't know it's going to get another season. I hope it does because it kind of leaves all on the cliffhanger and everything. Uh, <sighs> So I hope so, but right now I give it, I'm giving it like, I want to say one and a half to two, pushing towards two because there's such a big, big change in it and I'm getting past my fandom to get into it and I go, it's not bad, but this yes, is a lock, big lock, change. Lock your inner fanboy in the fucking closet, yep. tell him to have some fucking yep mountain dew and doritos while you watch this series and enjoy <laughs> Take a xanax calm down yeah so i mean there that's the reason why i have to like one and a half to two there are some issues with it but is it horrible is it like live action avatar bad no no it can't be that bad it's not that bad some it people are some bad. people are comparing it to the live action avatar last year i'm like you're an idiot yeah there's a lot of stupid people out there yeah a lot so. of people who just want to hate on things yeah 
So it brings them joy or haters gonna hate. Like no, we hate. ain't got time for that. So but the people who hate the you know Ready Player One and you know they say it's terrible. I mean they're just gonna yeah, hate. Bonzo. I didn't say I hated it. <laughs> I just didn't like it as much as I wish they would have kept to the original story. <laughs> but the ending scene was balls amazing. So All right. So what do you give it, Mizzy, by the way? Um I don't know if I can properly rate it. So far, I would say probably a one. Okay. That sort of fits in with people online who I I know who have rated it. They would say about that. But I'm, I'm definitely going to watch that because I love Cowboy Bebop. Uh, my favorite character. Anyone who guess my favorite character in Cowboy Bebop? Jet. Is he, you want to guess? Mm, Ein. Goddamn right it's Ein. <laughs> He's so fucking cute. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to throw out some stuff real quick that uh, that's been announced. There's a Halo series coming out on Paramount uh, Plus. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to that because I like the Halo universe. It's got some interesting stuff. Yep. I love clips from, uh, you know, the cutscenes from Halo. Master Chief is a great, you know, a great uh, protagonist, even though he just fucks everything up. It's just cool to have that guy <laughs> once in a while. Uh, the other one is Disney announced that they are doing a continuation anime off of the old X-Men cartoon. Yep. And I bring it up because of something that happened is someone uh, mentioned that. I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Then someone mentioned how they were upset that the writers they hired are going to make the X-Men cartoon all woke. The X-Men were woke. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the entire X-Men thing is about, is being woke. Yeah. And if you don't know that, then you are not reading the comics. You, and you don't understand the X-Men at all. Yeah, no. The X-Men were woke before woke woke up. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But I'm looking forward to that, too, because, I, I mean, I people have their favorite. Was it, you know, are you a Batman animated series person? Are you the Spider-Man cartoon person? Or are you an X-Men, the animated series person? I'm a Batman animated series person. I'm sorry. The X-Men one's pretty good, but the Batman Animated Series is fucking the gold standard. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. But I am looking forward to seeing their continuation. Uh, it'd be interesting. It's good to see them doing something with the X-Men licenses they have. It. They're not quite ready to put them in movies. That's cool. Cool to see them do something like cartoons. Yeah. So. I can't wait for that. Uh, you, Gonzo, you still have 17. Everyone wants to hear you talk about Wheel of Time. Talk about Wheel of Time before everyone uh, okay. starts. Yeah, let's talk about Wheel of Time. Stop asking me about Wheel before of Time. Before the riots occur. So, I, Wheel of Time. I've never read Wheel of Time. I don't know anything about Wheel of Time. I don't actually fucking care. I may watch it, I may not. Just stop asking me. So, episode one of the Wheel of Time came out. And <laughs> um, now I read right, book so. one, and book one, I do not remember it at all. I mean, it's been so long, I do not remember it at all. So, I don't know sure. if this is keeping true. So, it may be a good thing, maybe a bad thing. I uh, don't know. Spoiler apparently, no. So, I, it's not as descriptive as book one. Oh, well, whenever he described one sunset. Oh, look, I can take my ears off. Nope, you can keep on for two more minutes. <laughs> um, When he describes a sunset and spends 45 pages describing one sunset, I was kind of like, I'm done with this book. Well, so you don't need to do that in a visual medium. Correct. Though. Correct. But apparently there's a lot of stuff that was explained that's not explained. Okay. Well, I don't know, so I, I I can't go from the book perspective. I can just go from the TV's perspective. Um, 
I don't know <laughs> right now. I'm kind of mixed. Um, there's something off. I don't know what it is, but there is something off about the TV show. I don't know if it's like a special effect or uh, the flow, but something just felt off. Okay, that's um, fair. But I enjoyed it. I, I like a good fantasy series. They're definitely getting there. Um, I I like what I've seen so far. I'm going to keep watching it. I hope it gets better and better and better. Um, I don't know the history. I just know some of things going on, but I am totally out of, you know, the book perspective. Um, I can't wait to, I'll watch the other ones coming up. Uh, I enjoyed it. I'll do some more of it. Um, I don't know. There's just something, there's, there's something there. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's character pacing or what, but something, something just feels off. I don't know if it's, maybe it's the cinematography, just something kind of, it, it was like, uh, uh, huh. I don't know. Maybe because there's been so many really good fantasy series and fantasy movies that this just kind of feels like not B, but below that, you know, below those. And, it, and maybe I'm just, you know, hopefully it gets better. Uh, do I like it? Yeah, I want to watch more of it. I think it's really cool. Uh, the fight scenes and everything have been really cool. Characters have been fine. Um, I don't know everybody, so I'm learning everybody. So hopefully it'll be better. Uh, I'm not going to give any any rating yet because I want to go through most of the series um, and see how it is. But I'm happy and uh, I will continue to watch it. Type thing. I don't think I had anything really else that was like, oh. I did watch Arcane, uh, which is the League of Legends cartoon series. Um, let's just say that this cartoon has some of the greatest animation and artwork I've seen in a long time. Story-wise, just okay. Season one, definitely watch because it is very entertaining and very visually appealing. Uh, I like it. Um, so I give it like a one spacer piece. Fair enough. Oh yeah, Mo does recommend Marvel's Hitmonkey if you have uh, Hulu. Uh, I do have Hulu. I watched episode one. So I'm holding <laughs> off on that. I didn't put it up there because it's it, it, it's I, I gotta ingest more of it before I get into it. Uh. Type thing. I only watched episode one and I'm like, uh, uh, eh, uh. and yes, there is a very good ending of oh my god, what the fuck at the ending of Arcane. So and it did get renewed for an ep- uh, for a season two. So even better. Go. Okay. I'm trying to see who do we want to raid. You know, Minneapolis is only got like five people watching in paint, but we'll do that. So, guys, we appreciate you coming out. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you t- staying tuned for everything that we do. It means a lot to us. Um, make sure you get your vaccine. Make sure you get your booster. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Be safe. We want to see you for HugCon 2022. And we also very much thank Captain Mizzy for taking time out of her uh, time off to uh, keep these two old men in line. <laughs> <laughs> so she, yeah, she, she's one of our adopted uh, podcast members type of thing. So guys, please be safe out there. We want to see you again and again and again. Yep. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Captain Mizzy. Good night. <laughs> Thank you.
Oh, looks like our. Uh... Yeah, drink enough, Captain. I better be a captain. 